Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Iraqi Voices. I am Mohammed Al-Wa'ali. Iraqi Voices is a weekly podcast that showcases authentic perspectives and insights about current developments in Iraq. Iraqi Voices is produced by 1001 Iraqi Thoughts. We will launch this podcast by talking about a critical issue related to the COVID-19 pandemic, which is securing vaccines for Iraq. I'll be hosting Iraq analyst Ali Al-Mawlawi, who has written an insightful piece for 1001 Iraqi Thoughts about the issue. I'll be asking him to elaborate further on why the Iraqi government hasn't been able to secure vaccines for the Iraqi people. Welcome, Ali. Thank you, Mohammed. It's good to be with you. So talk me through why you wrote this piece. So, as you know, there's been a lot of controversy over the past few weeks about when the first batch of COVID-19 vaccines would arrive in the country. And then on March the 2nd, uh, 50,000 doses of Sinopharm arrived from China as a donation to Iraq. Uh, And what I wanted to do with this piece was to really take a step back and ask a more fundamental question. Uh, And that is, does Iraq have a strategy for beating COVID-19? And by that, I'm not being overly optimistic. So I'm not talking about eradicating the virus altogether. I'm just asking whether Iraq can reduce transmission rates to a point where we stand a good chance of overcoming our COVID-19 epidemic. And in order to do that, I had to ask three broad questions. So uh, the first was what proportion of the population needs to be immunized in order to get to this magical state of herd immunity? And then secondly, based on that, how many vaccine doses does Iraq need to get to herd immunity? And then finally, how has the government performed on vaccine rollout? Okay, so can you talk to us more about herd immunity? Yeah, so basically there are a lot of different views on this. Initially, when the COVID-19 pandemic first emerged, um, many epidemiologists were saying that um, what you need is about 60 to 70% of the population immunized in order to get to herd immunity. Um, Now, this figure was upgraded recently, uh, particularly because of these new variants, these highly transmissible variants um, that have emerged. Um, And so a lot of experts say that actually you need to get to about 80 to 90% of the population immunized Uh, in order to reach herd immunity. So how does that translate into the number of vaccine doses that Iraq needs? Okay, so the first thing I should say is if you're a wealthy country or if you're a country with a small population, then you're going to aim to vaccinate your entire population in a relatively short space of time. But if you're a poorer country or indeed if you're a middle-income country with a sizable population like Iraq, then realistically, you know, you're not going to be able to vaccinate your entire population over a short period of time. And so what I think you need to do instead is to set yourself a baseline target for the number of people you need to vaccinate uh, in order to have a reasonable chance of beating this epidemic. And so as a first step, I think we need to set a target for the minimum number of people we should aim to vaccinate by the end of the year. So um, based on your estimation, uh, what does that number look like? Well, when it comes to determining that number, there isn't really an easy answer um, because there are so many variables to consider. The main one is the fact that a proportion of the population in Iraq has already been infected with the coronavirus. And that means that those people have an immune response to COVID-19. Now, of course, no one's really sure exactly how long immunity lasts. 
And um, anyway, we don't actually know how many people have been infected with coronavirus in Iraq. Um, but there have been studies in the US, country that has been ravaged by COVID-19. And those studies have shown that as many as one in five Americans has been infected with the coronavirus. And then the second variable we need to consider is the fact that there have been several studies around the world that have shown that some people actually have a pre-existing partial immune response to COVID-19. And the numbers vary a lot, but the studies show that it's between 20 to 50% of a given population. And even if it's just a partial immune response, that's better than nothing because, you know, it can help avoid developing the most severe symptoms of COVID-19. And a third factor to consider is Iraq's large youth population. In fact, half of Iraq's 40 million people are under the age of 18. And at the moment, most of the vaccines are not available for minors because there just haven't been enough clinical trials done on under 18s um, in order to determine how safe they are to use on them. And so at the moment, you can rule out half of the population in terms of having to offer them the vaccine. And so I think if you take into account all of these factors, um, then you can actually set a reasonable target. And I'm by no means an expert, so this is just a semi-educated guess. But in my view, I think a reasonable target would be about 60% of Iraq's adult population. So we're talking about 12 million people altogether. And since most of the vaccines on the market uh, at the moment are double-dose vaccines, what we're talking about is 24 million vaccine doses. And that's how many doses I think Iraq should aim to administer um, by the end of the year. And if it takes longer, what that means is that more lives are at risk and more lives are lost because of the delays in acquiring vaccines. Okay, so at the time of recording this episode, Iraq has only received 50,000 vaccine doses and this was like a donation from China. And uh, given that each person needs two doses, it means that a maximum of 25,000 people will be vaccinated. Compared to other countries in the region, which have already started the vaccination process, this is basically nothing. Um, what do you think uh, that the Minister of Health, which has been so far responsible for securing the vaccine doses, has failed so badly? So this brings me on to the point about government performance, because we hear these numbers banded about. So 50,000 vaccine doses have arrived. Um, something like 1.7 million doses of AstraZeneca are apparently going to arrive over the next few weeks or so. Um, but all of these numbers are meaningless if you don't have a baseline target. And, and once you've set that target, and for me, I think 24 million is a reasonable target, then it puts all of these numbers into perspective. And so to respond to your question about why the government has done so badly, for me, I think there was a strategic error that was made very early on, uh, which was to essentially put all of our eggs into one basket, um, and that is the COVAX basket. And I'm sure many people have now heard of COVAX because the Ministry of Health keeps talking about it. But what is it really? Can you tell us more about it? So COVAX is essentially an international alliance that seeks to provide vaccines fairly and equitably um, primarily to poorer countries, but a number of middle-income countries um, have also signed up to the alliance. And the idea is that as vaccines become available, this alliance will facilitate the delivery of vaccines to countries that don't really have readily available access to the vaccine manufacturers. Um, based on what I'm understanding from what you said right now, um, it doesn't seem to be a very wise move actually to depend mostly on, on COVAX. No, and basically the Iraqi government signed up to COVAX back in September of last year, and they paid for 16 million doses. 
Now, initially at the time, they didn't know which vaccines they were going to get um, because COVAX was still engaging in negotiations with the vaccine manufacturers. But if you listen to health officials in Iraq, um, they often cite this agreement um, that they have with COVAX. And they speak about it, I think, in quite misleading terms, because yes, Iraq has um, an agreement for 16 million uh, vaccine doses. But the question is, how long will it take to get its full share? I mean, it's meaningless if it takes two years to get 16 million vaccines. That's not really an achievement. And I think what happened is that the Ministry of Health relied too much on uh, this particular facility to acquire vaccines and didn't really spend enough time or effort negotiating directly with the uh, vaccine manufacturers. And why do you think that is? I don't know why the Ministry of Health had so much confidence in COVAX. My suspicion is that they placed a lot of trust in the World Health Organization, which is um, one of the co-leads for COVAX. And the WHO country office in Iraq um, has had a very close working relationship with health officials um, during this pandemic. And in fact, back in October of last year, it said that Iraq would be one of the first countries in the world to receive COVID-19 vaccines which of course turned out to be wrong. Um, and so what I think happened was that Iraq assumed um, that it would receive its 16 million doses really quickly because it signed up so early on. But I think health officials just failed to appreciate what happens to supply demand dynamics in the middle of a pandemic. Okay, so then the question is, what did other countries do differently? And uh, why has Iraq not been able to manage this and secure the vaccines just like other countries did? Well, this is why there's been so much uproar in Iraq recently, because um, Iraq was one of the last countries in the region to begin its vaccination programs. Um, in fact, by the time Iraq received its first doses, more than 110 countries around the world had already begun their vaccination programs. And I think essentially what happened was that many of our neighbors just made a strategic decision to engage with one or two vaccine manufacturers early on um, to guarantee that they would get a sizable amount very quickly. And that's what happened. So, for example, Turkey made a very controversial decision by engaging with the uh, Sinovac vaccine, which is another Chinese vaccine. It's controversial because a lot of experts would say that there's not enough data to prove how effective this vaccine is. Um, but nevertheless, if you look at Turkey's numbers as of today, Turkey's vaccinated over 10 million people already with the Sinovac vaccine. And so I think this goes back to my initial point, which is that Iraq didn't really make a strategic decision about how to engage with the vaccine manufacturers. They just relied on the COVAX facility, and it looks like that was the wrong move. Uh, yeah, so apparently it seems indeed that this was the wrong move. And the problem also is that Iraq is hearing lots of contradicting statements um, by health minister officials. And it's very confusing, actually, to follow up what's going on in regards to the vaccines. So what is really happening? What's going on here? Yeah, it's frustrating because, as you said, there's a lot of contradictory statements coming out, primarily through health officials, including the Minister of Health himself, about when vaccines would arrive and how many. The fact of the matter is, um, as you said, we've only received 50,000 doses so far, um, which were a donation. Um, and now we're supposed to receive 1.7 million doses of AstraZeneca through COVAX over the course of the next couple of months or so. Um, and the Ministry of Health has also announced that it would be procuring about a million doses of the Russian vaccine, Sputnik V. And it's also signed a deal apparently with Sinopharm uh, to acquire about 2 million doses. And the thing is, if you add all of this up, we only get to about 6.2 million doses um, over the next two or three months. 
So again, put this into perspective, we need to get to about 24 million doses. And so this is just a fraction of that amount. And it really just begs the question, how long will it take for Iraq to reach a reasonable target in terms of a vaccinated population? So to go back to your initial question about misleading statements, I think what's happening is that the Ministry of Health fundamentally has refused to accept any responsibility for the bad decisions that it's made over the last six months. And I think that's really dangerous because, you know, you really have to own up to these mistakes. Otherwise, you risk losing the trust of the general public. And so I think it's about being honest. Um, so, for example, when you talk about 16 million doses through COVAX, no one's really bothered to clarify the fact that we're not going to get the 16 million doses within the course of this year. Um, it's going to take a lot longer. And so, you know, it's this sort of lack of transparency and a deliberate attempt to mislead that I think is just really very short-sighted. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, um, what's specifically dangerous, I think, is that when people hear that we're going to get this amount of vaccine doses, then they sort of start to feel free and not adhere to the curfew or wearing a mask or, for instance, social distancing. And this basically sends, actually, a wrong message to the population. Exactly, because um, what people don't realize is that it's actually going to take a lot longer um, for Iraq to acquire the vaccines that it needs. And um, as I said at the moment, based on statements from the Ministry of Health, we've only secured about 6 million doses so far. So the question is, where are we going to get the rest from? I don't see a plan at the moment from the Ministry of Health or from the government as a whole in terms of acquiring the vaccines that it needs. Okay. So based on what you're saying, then uh, the outlook for how many vaccine doses we will procure this year and also probably for the next year is not looking good. No, it's not unless we see a complete sea change in the government's approach. And I think this really speaks to the lack of leadership at the moment on vaccine procurement. What's happened really is that the government has just delegated complete responsibility um, to the Minister of Health for procuring these vaccines. Um, and based on the ministry's performance so far, I don't see how they're going to rectify this debacle. And in your opinion, so what needs to change? Can we reverse course uh, if there hope that we will vaccinate enough people this year? I think it's going to be really difficult, but the situation can be rectified. Um, and I think what needs to happen first is there needs to be a level of accountability within the Ministry of Health um, for the mistakes that have been made. Um, when you don't have accountability, there's not really much hope of rectifying the situation. And I think secondly, what needs to happen is there needs to be visible political leadership when it comes to vaccine procurement. As you know, vaccine procurement isn't a purely medical issue. In fact, many of the biggest challenges in vaccine procurement are, you know, related to logistics, financing, legal issues, and even politics. Um, and, you know, every country on earth at the moment is competing to acquire as many vaccines as possible and as quickly as possible. And the second part of this is actually key here, because it's not just about getting as many vaccines as you can. It's about doing it as quickly as possible. Because the longer it takes, the more lives are at risk and the more people die because of the delays in, you know, administering these vaccines. And so it's a priority issue that really requires political leadership at the highest levels. Yeah, indeed. I mean, uh, it seems that the highest authority in the country needs to take this into consideration and uh, make it a priority to procure the vaccine doses that we need. And by that, I mean uh, the Prime Minister's office. 
Yeah, so vaccine procurement needs to be treated like an exercise in geopolitics. Let's not be naive about this. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there. And there are powerful countries that are hoarding vaccines. And countries are aggressively utilizing whatever diplomatic leverage they have to acquire vaccines. And you just have to look at you know this public fight that's emerged between the EU and AstraZeneca to see what I'm talking about. I mean, there's even a concept called vaccine nationalism. And you know, vaccine procurement is such a complex issue that it really needs a whole-of-government approach. Um, now, at the moment, because of the predicament we're in, the Ministry of Health is mostly looking at China and Russia to acquire more substantial vaccine doses. Um, but I think what needs to happen is the Iraqi government needs to leverage its um, close diplomatic ties with Europe and the United States um, in order to have a better chance of um, accessing vaccines from some of the more prominent vaccine uh, manufacturers around the world. So even though we're really late to the game, there are new vaccines coming online, including this um, single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine and um, the Novavax vaccine, which should be approved in the US pretty soon. Um, and of course, there are lots of other vaccines that are being developed as we speak. So it's really about having the strategic foresight to get ahead of the competition in this race to reach herd immunity. Well, uh, let's hope we see a change in the government's approach. Otherwise, as you say, uh, the delays are going to cost us many lives. That's all we have time for this week. Thank you, Ali, for joining us. And thank you all for listening. Looking forward to joining you all next time for another episode of the Rocky Voices. Thank you.